Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. Hi, my name is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for home business entrepreneurs that want to stop living small and start earning big and make this their breakthrough year. Join me each week to follow my journey as a full-time entrepreneur and network marketing professional into the worlds of personal branding and online marketing and learn how you can increase your income without sacrificing your lifestyle. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to start creating a life that you deserve. So let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Episode five of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. This is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. So I'm really, really excited about the episode today. We're going to be talking about, in my mind, what is really the absolute key to you unlocking long-term residual income in your network marketing business. It is the what I like to refer to as the not-so-secret but often-forgotten secret of our industry. But before I get into that, just have a little personal thing I want to share with you. So curious, this has become a little bit of a hot-button issue apparently with friends and people on social media. So my fiancé and I, Shannon, we just finished watching uh, on Netflix the original series Narcos which if you're not familiar, is the story of the Colombian uh, drug lord, Pablo Escobar. And uh, highly recommended, really, really good. But I know that people have really strong opinions, apparently, when it comes to Netflix original programming. Everybody has their own favorite. My personal is, I still think, House of Cards. And Narcos is a close second for me. Followed by, uh, I'd have to say, probably Orange is the New Black. And I've heard a lot of people, I actually put a Facebook post on my uh, Facebook my Facebook fan page and got uh, a lot of engagement. So I'm curious, as my podcast listening family, what's your favorite Netflix original programming series? Let me know. Send me an email. Get on my Facebook fan page. Find the comment. And uh, hey, I'm always looking to find that next obsession binge-watching show that Shannon and I will just barricade ourselves inside for a weekend and just watch every episode. So anyway, getting back to the topic at hand. So today's topic, guys, we're going to talk about what in my mind is, without a doubt, like I said, it is the key to creating long-term residual income. And what we're going to talk about is we are going to talk about the importance and the necessity of customer acquisition and what that means for you being able to create, and here's the key, a long-term sustainable walk-away residual income. Look, if, if you're anything like me, you got into the network marketing industry because you wanted to create residual income. You wanted to be able to create an asset for yourself and your family that would continue to pay you long after you had actually put the time and effort and work into. And the missing component, and really the key to that, guys, is customers. And it's it's something that when you take a look at the, the network marketing industry today, 
people have lost focus. The value of a customer has has been diminished. And in my mind, it's it's really what's causing a lot of the issues that we're starting to see in the industry. And I'll tell you, as somebody who personally has you know been able, I've been fortunate enough to experience the freedom that residual income can provide for you of having time and money together and having a quality of life that I only would have dreamed of, you know, I understand the power. And I know that it is by far one of the biggest gifts that this profession can give you. Here is the problem, though, for most people. For the average person that gets into the network marketing profession, that has the dream and the goal and the desire of being able to create a residual income, to to live a lifestyle that they want, Residual income for most people, guys, it's really been nothing more than an unfulfilled promise. Many companies have really failed to deliver what it is that they're promising to their distributors. And I I get that this is a little bit of a controversial topic, but I'm going to just say it like it is. And you know, my goal in doing this training is I want to help you start to realign your focus and really help you start to travel down that path of that freedom that you want by building a business that does create that residual income. And the bottom line is this. There are far more people in this industry that have not been able to realize their dream than those that have been fortunate enough to realize their dreams, that have aligned with the right company, that had great products and services, that were with the right team of people. And one of the biggest issues, in my opinion, one of the reasons why so many people have not been able to realize it is this, that many companies today, a lot of the behaviors that they're teaching their distributors are not really conducive to creating long-term residual income. See, here's an interesting thing that's happened in the direct selling network marketing industry. When network marketing was first created 50 to 60 years ago, the original idea was this, a distributor or a person would sign up into the company and become a distributor, They would focus their time and attention on building a loyal base of customers for that particular product or service that the company was offering. I mean, it was really no different in that sense from a traditional sales rep in a traditional company, but here was the unique spin, and here's where network marketing really became so popular, is it gave every single distributor, every single person, the ability to not only build that customer base, but also act as their own sales manager and go out and build a team of other distributors that, guess what, their primary objective was, to focus on building their own individual customer bases. And that's what network marketing was. And it was, but it was that aspect of leverage that made network marketing so attractive, you know, giving people the ability to get paid on the efforts of other people and it allowed them to break free from that trading time for money trap that really so many people were struggling with. And it allowed them to create potentially an unlimited amount of income based on one thing, the amount of effort that they were willing to put forth. So in the beginning, it was this combination of product focus, customer acquisition, along with training people on how to go out, how to recruit, how to build a team, and the necessary leadership skills to grow that team over time. But here's what's happened. See, in many companies today, 
this philosophy has been completely flipped. The emphasis from customer acquisition and then blending it with recruiting, having it be a mix of both, is completely gone to the point where in a lot of companies today, it's almost a 100% focus on just recruiting other people. So it's almost like the customers have just become an, oh, by the way, you know, there is no real emphasis on product or service. There's no product training. It's really just lip service. You know, the, the compensation plan doesn't really reward a distributor to go out and build that loyal base of customers. You know, it's not possible in, in many companies for somebody to come in and solely want to focus on just, you know, promoting those products and services to have a, a viable income stream. And what you see is this, and this is another big problem. Most of the consumption of the products or services in the company are just from the distributors. Listen, that is a big problem today. That is what's referred to as an internal consumption model. And I'm going to tell you this. That is where a lot of the problems that are happening in the industry, they are coming from that exact scenario. Look, it's been no secret. Some of you might be thinking, well, what, what do you mean you keep talking about problems in the industry? Well, listen, it's no secret that of recent, this industry, network marketing, direct sales, has come under increased regulation and scrutiny from government agencies. And you know, the reason for that, guys, is really simple. The network marketing industry is so big now, closing in on $200 billion in sales worldwide, that it's not a little you know, flee on the, on the dog's back anymore. I mean, you, you have to take notice that this is a legitimate industry. And as a result of that, it's getting more scrutiny and it's starting to come under attack. You know, look, I've experienced this firsthand. I have worked with a company just recently in the last couple of months that came under FTC, Federal Trade Commission attack. And literally the FTC shut down this company's operations overnight essentially eliminating the income for hundreds of thousands of distributors, I unfortunately was one of them. And one of the main issues that the FTC had and why they decided to take action against this particular company is exactly what we're talking about. They didn't feel like there was a real emphasis on acquiring customers and rewarding their distributors to partake in that behavior. You know, all of the materials that were out there, all of the training, it was all recruiting, recruiting, recruiting focused. And that was one of the main things that caused an issue. Now, this is worth noting because I look, I think it's important for all of us that if we are in the network marketing profession, if we're choosing this as our vehicle, then we need to be aware of what's happening. And I also think that it is a sign of the times and it really lets us know where things are headed. Now, I personally am of the opinion that there is some much needed reform that does need to happen in this profession. You know, there needs to be and there will be, mark my words, there will be a swing of the pendulum back in the direction of customer acquisition and a focus and a value being placed on customers. And trust me when I tell you, that is a very good thing for all of us. Because if all of the volume that's being consumed in your business and in your team is just coming 
from the distributors, if all the customers that you have on your team are just your distributors' accounts and there aren't any legitimate consumers of your product or customers of your service, here's what's going to happen. That's not going to be sustainable long-term, in my opinion. Now, why do I say that? Well, think about it like this. It's common sense. Eventually, the recruiting environment for any company is going to eventually soften. I mean, we are in a cyclical business like any other. Now, when that happens, when that recruiting environment softens, when it becomes harder for somebody to go out and recruit a distributor, when that last person that gets involved in your team doesn't have that same opportunity to go out and recruit people that you did, here's what happens, is those people at the very bottom who are the consumers of your product or service, when they begin to cancel their auto deliveries, when they begin to not be a customer of your products anymore, that has a domino effect. Think of it like this. Now, many of you aren't old enough to know what this is, so I'm kind of dating myself, but some of you remember what a slinky was. Now, I want you to picture a slinky. When you push a slinky out and it spreads out and stretches, it goes down, and then what does it eventually do? It always springs back. And that's what happens in many network marketing organizations and many companies is this domino effect starts to destroy people's checks. And when that recruiting does start to slow up, here's what happens. You become like a dog chasing your tail where if all of your income is being or most of your income is being derived from those new recruits getting into your business, you're in big trouble. You know, and now listen, can you make a lot of money recruiting in network marketing? Absolutely. Am I saying that recruiting isn't important? No way. But what I am saying is this. If 90 to 95% of your income is coming from just the recruiting bonuses that you're earning on the new reps that come into your business every month, that is not a sustainable model. And at the end of the day, you want to know what you are? You're nothing more than a very high-paid salesperson. Guys, that's not leverage. That's not residual income. And that's not the reason why most of you got into this profession in the first place. Look, God forbid something happens to your company just like mine. You know, you want to know what's interesting? If something like that were to happen to most companies, most distributors, even if they weren't shut down, just if they had a really negative event in the press, most people's checks and most people's income would be toast. It'd be gone. But you want to know what was interesting and what I saw in in my company? You want to know who did not care about an FTC investigation? And do you want to know the people that were calling me every single day wanting to know when they were going to be able to buy their products again? Customers. Customers did not care. There is such a powerful lesson to be learned there. See, customers, they're going to want to buy the product regardless. They don't care if the recruiting environment softens. It doesn't have an effect on their decisions or their behavior. So here is the key. I get that I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's such an important point for you to understand. Find a balance of team building and recruiting and legitimate customer acquisition. Because if you can create a scenario in your business where every single distributor or every single rep that comes into your team focuses a certain percentage of their time on legitimate customer acquisition. Guys, that is going to serve you so well. Now, here's a good question. What is the balance? Well, let's talk about that for a second. See, it's hard to give a specific number 
because it's going to be different for every single person that's listening to this podcast. There are a lot of different variables. But here's what I do know, and I'm sure that you would agree with this. There is a far larger percentage of people that you're going to approach that are going to be consumers of your product or service potentially, but they're not going to want to be reps in your business, meaning that they'll want to be a customer, but they're just not interested in starting a business. There's more people that are going to fit into that category. I mean, here's something that we just need to acknowledge. People love to buy products. They love to buy stuff. They just do. They love getting deals. They love trying new things. I buy things all the time. I love getting deals. I love trying new products, okay? I get stuff mailed to the house sometimes. Shannon, my fiance, looks at me and she's like, did you order something else? And I'm like, yeah, but I got a good deal on it. You know, we're, we're constantly, we're a consumer-driven society. But here is the big problem. And this is something that you need to realize. The average person does not like buying products from network marketing companies. And here's the reason why. They don't want to deal with all the baggage and all the nonsense that comes along with them buying a product from a network marketing company. Now, you might be asking, what is the baggage and what is the nonsense? Guys, I have to deliver a hard point here. The baggage and the nonsense is you. Yeah, I said it. It's you. See, every time your customer comes in contact with you, what are you doing? Even though they said very clearly that they don't want to be a business partner and they just want to be a customer, you feel the need to pitch them every time you see them on your opportunity, every time you talk to them, you have to let them know, but you would be so good at this. Guys, this is the kind of baggage that people don't want to deal with, and it's the reason why network marketing gets a bad rap. So here's the lesson. Listen to people. If you want to offer your opportunity to everyone you meet, there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally cool. But the moment that somebody has told you that they're not interested in the business and they just want to be a customer, don't continue to try to force feed your opportunity to them. Have in place a strategy where you can acquire a customer, where you're teaching your people the benefits of your products and services so that they know how to get a customer, so that they know how to message those benefits to people. And then when somebody just wants to be a customer, let them be a customer. Let them be a happy customer. Let them keep buying from you over time. Sell them additional products or offer them additional services. I am telling you, if you make people feel good about being a customer and they are a happy consumer of your product or service, here's what I found. Some of my best representatives have come from my best customers. They came from people that were happy consuming the products that eventually started to share those products with people. And when the timing was right and I was able to sit down with them and follow up with them in a professional manner, not like nagging them and bothering them and pestering them like many of us are guilty of, they decided to get started in the business. Here's the other really big lesson. When you can teach what I'm talking to you about, legitimate customer acquisition, 
I want you to understand what that does for the new representative in your team. See, it's going to be a lot easier for some people to get customers than it is for them to recruit business partners. Now, depending on who you are, that's going to be the case. Now, look, if you're somebody that has what I call personal power, you're successful in whatever business you've been in, people respect you, respect you, they look up to you, you're probably not ever going to have a problem recruiting people. But if somebody comes into your team and they do not have personal power, they have not been successful, maybe they've even been involved in some other network marketing companies before, there's a much higher likelihood that they are going to struggle recruiting people. Look, there's a quote that I heard one time that I will never forget that I think sums this up perfectly, and here's what it is. You are going to either reap the rewards or pay the price of the life that you have lived up until the point that you join your network marketing company. What does that mean? Guys, if you've lived a good life, if you've been successful, if you've always helped other people and you've just been somebody that's always been there, you're gonna probably do well in network marketing. But if you haven't been that person, then there's a good chance you're gonna struggle. And guys, if all you're teaching is recruiting and that's all that your distributor thinks that they can do, they're not gonna be successful. And they're probably going to quit. And maybe that's the reason why your team is struggling. But look, if that person comes in and they know that they can focus on selling their product or service, focus on getting a handful of customers, and then here's the thing, creating small wins for themselves in the beginning, here's what that's going to do. It's going to give them confidence. It's going to build their belief. When they see the people around them consuming their products or on their services and giving them positive testimonials, that goes a long way in building belief and it's going to get them excited. So if you're listening to this right now and you're beating yourself up because you're not recruiting anybody and all you've done is get customers, I'm here to tell you this, stop beating yourself up. You are not a failure. You are making progress. You are having success. Now, I realize it's not what you want. I know that you want to have recruits. I know you want to see that excitement of a team growing and you getting paid for work that you're not doing. But stop beating yourself up, guys. You're making progress. The industry was originally designed to do what you're doing. Build a loyal base of customers. And here's the interesting thing. The recruits will always come. They just do, guys. If you keep focusing on getting those customers, doing what you're good at, what you're having successes, build upon those small wins, start to focus on developing your skills when it comes to recruiting and inviting and prospecting, and I'm telling you, you're going to be good long-term 100% of the time. So find that balance between customer acquisition and recruiting, whatever that percentage is for you, for your own unique situation at this particular time, figure out what it is and just be okay with that. Now, here's a couple of things that you can do as a takeaway. Okay, we're, we're gonna wrap this up. I want you to think about the company that you're with right now and I want you to really take a close look. Is there an emphasis on getting customers? Is there a financial reward for someone to get customers? And I'm telling you this, that there better be, because here's what we're starting to see happen in the industry. There are companies that I'm aware of that have notoriously been 
recruiting focused to the point of what's a customer? Cust- I mean, I've literally heard people because I've been in these companies. I have literally heard people say customers are not important. And I remember when they said that, I felt like saying, are you crazy? Customers are the end result. That's what we're looking for. We're building a team of distributors to get to the customers. Now, these companies are completely changing their focus. I'm seeing some of these companies change their compensation plans, change their marketing materials to be more customer focused. There is a sign in that. That's where things are headed. So make sure that you're aligned with a company that does have an emphasis on customers, that does provide legitimate training on products and their services, that has a compensation plan that rewards those activities. And listen, there are tons of amazing companies out there that fit those categories. Here's another thing you need to do. Within your own organization and your team, make sure that you are training how to get a customer, that you are training on the benefits of your products or services and how people can message them. Look, if you go to a Saturday training for your company and all they talk about is recruiting, 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 I'm telling you, you're going to be in trouble. Because when this tide really starts to shift and when companies are forced to do what we're already seeing some companies do, if you're not ahead of the curve, if you haven't created an organization and a culture where customer acquisition is celebrated, where it's recognized and rewarded, you're going to be in trouble. So just make sure you're implementing it on your team. And then as an individual representative, as a leader, here's what you need to do. Lead by example. Go out there. Build a customer base. You know, make it a goal that there is nobody on your team that has more personal customers than you. Start to celebrate people for getting customers. Don't just reward people for going out and recruiting. Because here's what I understand. Whatever you recognize, whatever you celebrate, people will do. And if you start implementing what I'm talking about as a part of your normal business operations, I'm telling you, you will be blown away by what will happen. Think about it like this. If Right now, if every rep that comes into your team, if all they're getting is on average two to three legitimate customers per person, how many people do you think you're going to have to recruit to actually make the residual income that you want? Well, if you start to change the culture of your group, if you start to teach and train exactly what I'm talking about, what if every representative is now worth 10 customers? That's five times the amount of what you were getting before. Here's the other part of it. That means now you only have to recruit five times less the distributors to make the same residual income. Do you understand the big picture of what we're talking about? Now, here's the other thing you can't quantify. What those additional customers will do for the psyche and the belief and the excitement of your representatives, those new people that are getting those small wins, that are building that confidence, they're going to stick around longer. They're not going to quit. So shoot for this. Make it a goal. Every rep in your team gets 10 customers. Reward that. Make it an emphasis on every training call. Recognize people for getting it, for hitting the goal. Every training. Have people in front of the room for customer-related achievements. And that's what the industry is designed to be, guys. At the end of the day, network marketing started out that way, getting a loyal base of customers, teaching other people to do the same thing. And my final message is this. Don't be that person that we're talking about. Don't be that person 
That's force feeding your opportunity down people's mouths that don't want it. Learn how to have a balance. Be a professional. And even though as an industry we have come under attack and you know there are a lot of people that are feeling uneasy about this, at the end of the day, I really do believe that this is going to be a really good thing because it's going to force us to get back to where we needed to be. And here's what that's going to mean for you and I. It's going to mean that we're going to be able to build rock-solid, walk-away residual incomes that have the potential to change ours and our families' lives. So that is the message for today, guys. I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you did get some value out of that. And if you did get some value, let me know. Connect with me on Facebook. My Facebook fan page is Your Virtual Upline. Just search that. My blog is now up and running. I'm pumping out training, free training every week, two to three trainings per week. Just go to bobheilig.com. And I also want to give a special, special thanks to those of you that have taken the time to leave a rating and review here on my podcast. That is a big deal, and it really means a lot to me. And I just want to show my appreciation to those of you that have done that. And if you haven't had a chance to yet, guys, if you've liked this content, do me a favor. Jump online, let me know, give me a rating, give me a review, and don't forget, guys, I want to know what your favorite Netflix show is because we've got a pretty heated debate going on over on my Facebook fan page, so I'd like to hear you weigh in as well. But anyway, guys, signing out, I just want to thank you once again for joining us, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care. 